This episode was recorded prior to our name change. We are now officially called The Mike Line Show. Look for us on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else to subscribe. Yo, what up, what up? For Hypebeast Radio, this is Manny and this is Soundcheck, a show that looks to discover the origin story of your favorite artists and major players in the music industry. We ask the questions that you always wanted to get answered and you never know who may pop by. For episode nine, we talk to Miguel in the Roxy Hotel. The R&B superstar sits down and talks about his career, breaks down his albums, true success, social awareness, and so much more. Welcome to Soundcheck. Today is a beautiful episode of oh, Vibey episode of Soundcheck, <laughs> and we got a special guest, a big fan of this this artist. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him introduce himself. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Miguel. What's, it is very vibey in here, right? Very vibey. Yeah, I really like this atmosphere. <laughs> um, so I want to get to start off with saying, I found your music because I was listening to Blue. Uh, um, yeah, and I remember it was the the album um, with, with Exile. Uh, was it heavens? Below the heavens. Below the heavens. Below the heavens. And man. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, who? What singer is this? Yeah. And I, that's when I got into your music, and I was like, man, this dude is, is fire. It's like it's art because I grew up on R&B and soul. Righteous. But yours was like, I don't know, new age, new generation, new gen. Thank you. Um, so tell me about the beginning and how to like your origin story. Man, it's it's uh the short end is like I fell in love with music before I can remember. Um, started writing around the age of like eight or nine um, with like poetry and stuff and then that turned into song mm -hmm. I just love music and at 14 I think I, I decided I was like okay well I'm gonna start you know trying to figure out how to, to be a real musician and and to be a recording artist blah 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 um, I ended up signing with like a production company I met blue in between this time nice. in high school uh, I signed to a production company and I was there till I was 18 and it was around that time 1819 that Below the Heavens with Blue and Exile came out and we used to just run like Blue Blue and I we were like friends we remained friends through high school he had he had moved to a couple different high schools or went to a different high school he finished off uh, in a different place and we just remained friends through um our mutual friend who we call Basic his name is Anthony Williams mm -hmm. And we just used to run around as a crew, and Blue got signed to Sound and Color, which is an independent label, and that's how he met Exile, because mm. Exile was doing um, his projects through through Sound and Color, and that's kind of how that all came about. And then I got then I signed um, shortly after to Jive through Mark Pitts by Storm Records, and yeah, the rest is kind of history. I had like I I I had like a like a three year pretty much shelving mm -hmm. because of like legal bullshit mm -hmm. and three years later the music that i had got signed off of went on this first album called all i want is you mm -hmm. i recorded a song just before putting the album out called all i want is you with salam remy and that's yeah. the rest of after that it just kind of it goes and after that's all the albums kaleidoscope dream wild heart and now yeah. one leisure I think you were one of the main faces that usher in this new generation of R&B where, like, where a lot of people are getting 
their foundation sound now. A lot of people who grew up and fell in love with music, they fell in love with you as with you and your peers. Yeah. Um and all I wanted you was a great start, but then I like one to me one of the best R and B albums within the last five to ten years is Kaleidoscope Dream. Like that man. album was like game changing. And I think the sound and your evolution was like such a refreshing jump and it Thank was you, such man. a moment. Like I remember listening to, um, I remember listening to. Everybody goes to it, but I have to say, it, "Pussy's Mine." I remember listening to that song. I was like, "I have never heard anything like this." I love that. It, make, it makes something that. that's so sexually aggressive sound so elegant. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> tell me about that time of making that album. I think that's such an important album in music. Thank you, man. Um, the timing, the timing. So, 2011, I think that we we recorded that album 2011 wrote that album it really started with Adorn in my apartment um back home and I was like a lot of my a lot of my business was happening here in in New York I was always in New York so I got home after a long trip of like right not not radio shows or things like club appearances and stuff like that here mm-hmm. in New York and um and wrote Adorn and then I just decided I was like I'm just gonna put these three song EPs out Mm -hmm. and that kind of over the course of 2011 leading into 2012 was like the momentum Mm -hmm. that built up to Kaleidoscope Dream but yeah Pussy is Mine is um that song specifically started out started out in Los Angeles as well Mm -hmm. and it was like late late night conversations with my boys like Brian and Mac from Fisticuffs and our boy Taz who is the person that introduced us and Mac and Brian are because they did uh, Quickie songs like yeah. off the first album, Quickie. Yeah. Um, they did the majority of that album. We were working on another song called um, Candles in the Sun. It was a rework of a song that was on one of the EPs, but I wanted to do a live version of it for the album. Mm-hmm. And so in warming up for that song, I just started playing Mm. this idea and then the rest just kind of happened. I always wondered, like, did that happen, like, on the spot when you were just like, it just felt so natural. I mean, here's your, pe- your homies talking <laughs> yeah. and they be like, yo, what he doing, man? Yeah. Yo, you, so That's please. Mark. That's Mark. Yeah. That's Mark. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. And then like, Mark Pitts. I felt one thing is like, I feel like all I want is you was very much like, you know, people say like the first album is always from their life to then. But I feel like the sophomore album is when you kind of get your own direction. You're like, okay, this is what I, music I want to make, right. you know, rather than, I guess, middle label man be like, you need this hit, you need this, you need that. That felt like, like the Kaleidoscope Dream. It was like, oh, this is Miguel. Right. That was my, Kaleidoscope Dream was m- me introducing myself mm. the way that I wanted to be introduced, you know? Mm. And um, All I Want Is You was like, I think, as a as a songwriter and as a, as a, stamp of what I wanted to do with music is was a super strong um debut album. Especially for the time because in, in R and B music it just didn't the soundscape, the conversations, the writing style, it just wasn't happening. Yeah. Like that. And so um as much as that was like successful for me in that right, I think Kaleidoscope Dream, to your point, was for me, um pivotal. Nice. Super pivotal, yeah. One thing I appreciate about you is that you're competitive. I definitely get that when I read your interviews, and especially when I listen to music, you're like always, you try to push. Um, yeah. How does that competitive spirit add to your music? You know, before I think the comp- that, that competitive energy that I was raised with, 
Um, my father played sports growing up, and he raised me to play sports, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so that's kind of just a part of like my DNA. Yeah. But I think as I've I've as humans, man, we start we have this weird tendency to look at other people and and you know compare and compete with other people. And mm-hmm. I think it's more important when you kind of grow out of that mm-hmm. to just try and be better than yourself, your last version of yourself, or just continue to like grow. That's really what it is, like an evolving. So for me, I guess now it's more applying my competitiveness with my own, with myself, and just trying to level up on a personal level. You know, competing with yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you? I guess do that creatively when you compete with yourself. What is that like? Like after you finish the album, I War and Leisure. How do you be like? All right, what's what I need to do? Yeah, I think uh, I don't. Th- for me, the the most important thing as far as competing is always kind of going back and looking at the tapes. You know, it's like the best the best uh, performers, the best musicians, the best um, athletes always study the tapes and figure out what they could have done better and what they could have applied better or what they may have done really strongly that they don't want to change but how to just you know again level up and for me it's it's about going back to the process and seeing what about the process really worked maybe the timing of the writing or or what it could have used more of or maybe i could have spent more time structuring the album order or blah 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 whatever there's all these variables that's kind of i guess my way of Going back to it, you know, and just going through it to see how I can do it better. Um, where do you think, I guess, tell me where you think you are in the scope of, um, not stardom, but like success level, in your opinion? Oh, man, that's a success. I'm, define success. Let's start with that and be like, do you feel like you're successful that you, as you should be or as you, you picture in your head? Success is doing what you love without losing who you are. Mm. I guess that's the best way I could. And I've, I've had very, I've, I've been on both sides of that, you mm. know? I've been on being able to do, I mean, I'm blessed to be able to do what I love every day, you mm. know? But I've been, I've been in a position and a mental place where I veered away from who I naturally am and mm. trying to adjust with, you know, just the different energies that come across. And it's, a, it's growing pains just to be straight up, you know? Yeah. Um, but I will say that that that's like uh, to me the most important. And and to answer your question, I think you you know I've only been able. This is just the tip of the iceberg. You know mm-hmm. I have so much more to give. And I think as a contributor, um, I just have more to offer. And I'm I'm in a place where I'm able to kind of put my blinders on now and focus on what I think is the real objective. Again, it's just really about you know staying completely who you are you know and that the music reflecting that and i think each one of these albums is like a nice evolution and we're just gonna keep you know pushing forward pushing forward and i think as i hone on a personal level Mm. you know what i stand for and who i am and and who i want to be on a on a day-to-day level with anybody that comes you know that i may shake their hand with and my audience who i don't get to shake hands with just to be as consistently miguel you know, as possible. Yeah. And I think that's the best I could do. Um, I asked because I remember reading this interview, I thought it was like a refreshing take about like self, um, I don't know, just self-reflection. And when you, it was, I think it was with The Guardian and you were like, I, I went over to, to Denmark or the UK and they didn't understand some of the words I was saying. 
and I just wanted people to, I wanted to make music that the world would know more than just like just my home base. And I was like, whoa, I, you don't hear people answer that that way, especially not superstars of your magnitude. And so um, one thing when I listened to the new album is that it definitely felt like not, it wasn't a huge pivot, but it was, I don't know, it was like a very grown album where it was just like, um, you were talking about, it was a lot of politics in there. And a lot of just like, I got to the dichotomy between um, between you having this great moment in your life and Grammy nominations and record sales and also about to go to, may go to world, may right. go to war. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. And it was just like, just the times, it was very, it was very aware of that. Um, and it was refreshing to listen to. Listen to. Thank you. Uh, um, Thanks, how, where did, why interject that now in your music? I guess I I believe that um, artists are supposed to somehow in, be documenting. I think mm. art through through history, the history of art, always documented like the time and mm. what what it looked like. You know what the people look like, what they dress like, conversation, maybe their their views on science or if religion was really the the pivotal or most important thing in society or culturally what you know those things kind of always manifested in the arts especially visually mm -hmm. you know um when you think of times like the renaissance you know yeah. and you can you can completely you have a complete picture of what life would have looked like based on the, the paintings and we've heard the music all the, the baroque type stuff you know you get a real sense of like the time mm. and I think it's the same thing when you look at photos from you know the late 60s into the 70s and you listen to the music you get all of that I think it's our responsibility as creative people whatever the medium to somehow be documenting what's going on in the life and time of the of the period and um, I Warren Leisure is a reflection of that and I, I wouldn't say it's a it's a hyper political album definitely, at all yeah, definitely not but it, it is aware yeah, you know exactly I think things That's like being in infusing and weaving Things like, you know, Korean missiles in the sky for banana clips. It's like M16 on my lap, Korean missiles in the sky. You know, it's like we're right at the verge of these, these um, ten this tension with North Korea, mm -hmm. you know, in 2017. And that was just kind of what was on my mind. And I was using that real, real scenario and the real circumstance to say, no matter what happens, I'm going to be here to protect you. I'm going to be, my love will be here regardless of what's happening in the world type thing yeah. under the utmost danger be it war nuclear war or it just be right here on the block you know kind exactly. of kind of thing yeah and i totally because i'm the, i'm a totally get that too because i like over the last couple of years i think i've become more politically aware and i think that's the that's the big thing about it just because and sometimes people think being politically aware means you have to be like this woke um everything extreme thing so i'm just like i'm just now like i'm reading about hey who do we who did trump just got elected right. um for um for the supreme court right. seat this like seat. just like who's this dude like okay who's what's going on with uh with immigration mm -hmm. well, well wow what's the rule that just got passed stuff like that and i feel like you there, there was tidbits of that on the album yeah definitely i mean songs like now on the album i got to and I, I i wanted to use some of the some of the music to to become more informed like i'm not the i i'm not gonna front here and, and be like yeah i'm the most i know everything about you know i'm the most woke this or whatever i, I actually i hate that term really <laughs> it's like where it's a caricature of a, of being you know knowledgeable about what's it was what's happening yeah you know but for all intents and purposes, like I, I, 
I just want to be educated. And now that I'm getting older, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not kaleidoscope dream for me. Yeah. Time, you know, I was exactly. a different age. And so my life is, I'm, I'm looking at the things that we do and, and realizing that like, I eventually want to have children of my own. Mm -hmm. They're going to have, they're going to, this is going to be their world. So the things that happen here and now, whether or not I believe in the process of blah, 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 I just pay more attention to it naturally just because self-preservation. Exactly. You know, it's like, wait exactly. a second. We all got a future to protect for what's coming, you mm -hmm. know, and I guess that's a part of it. Fan question. You and J. Cole make great music. I have a yeah, number of hits. Yeah. When, when are you ever going to do a, a collab album? <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. That's like the, that's like a, I think that's like an inevitable thing. Um, but I think we're more like wanting to collaborate in, in ways of like contributing mm. our perspective on like putting albums together and things like that. Mm. So we just exchange, like we've exchanged beats and ideas and, and nice. just go back and forth. But that's someone I trust, you know, I could always, I could hit for like a real opinion, yeah. you know, or, or a solid like, what do you think about this or bounce ideas off with no bias you know mm -hmm. and that kind of trust is something that's invaluable yeah. so the, that's why the music comes off it's you yeah know? it's yeah. always great it's yeah. like it's just like oh yeah this is this yeah. is a standout um what do you think of r&b now i feel like there's a lot of new people coming exciting in time it's exciting yeah. time it's crazy the how out of the loop r&b was in terms of like relevance in in culture mm -hmm. and with with kind of the the merging of melody and cadence more cadence mm. bass um songs with melody mm. we, you know we have artists like you know i mean you can name them name all of them you know rap now is so melody based mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a crazy thing it's all a part of the evolution yeah and and so it's exciting times all these artists like jesse reyes mm -hmm. you look at khalid mm -hmm. um there's artists, uh, A Child. You mm -hmm. look at, uh, man, I'm, there's like, there's there's so many. Um, so I'll forget her name. Uh, like there's a yeah. bunch, man. Yeah, it's a lot. I think like R and B is such a great spot, and this is one of the the is pushing creativity, yeah. like in sound. Like I've never heard so many different sounds and come out with yeah. these. And these new people are like pushing the envelope, and it's. I'm telling it's really started from like you and your parents. Like I, like I remember exactly when I first heard a handful of us. Definitely. Yeah. I'm just like, this is, this is where it started. And then you can see, and then the terms start to pop up like R&B and, and electric yeah. R&B, but at the essence of it, it was singing and it was, you know, soul. I prefer, I preferred that though. I'll be honest with you. I yeah. preferred alternative R&B. Mm, I prefer that term. Why so? I don't know. Something about alternative just it, it is like I I identify with it. Mm. Just the term, you mm -hmm. know what it means. And being from Los Angeles and being of mixed heritage, it might have something to do with that. You mm. know, I just never really identify with one of the other. I just identify with other. More flexibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think as we've embraced it, like you said, me and a, and a handful of my peers embrace this kind of like left of center approach. Um, I think it's given more space for like, oh, we can explore all these other routes and still be relevant in the conversation. And, and the more and more that happens, the more exciting it is. And we just keep pushing each other to explore new, new 
tapestries and new boundaries, you know, or push boundaries rather. One thing, I'm really excited, the deluxe album and you doing a, um, a, a Spanish version of yeah, the album. Yeah, Tell me how, amazing. where did that idea come from and was this something you've been always been wanting to do? Yeah, uh, it's been kind of like a, a building process. The the kind of inclusion of like Spanish lyric in my in my songs and on my album started with Wild Heart. Mm -hmm. And then I took a trip to Mexico, which is like a huge blessing, man, with my father and my brother. And we got to document it. It was, it was a Vice piece, a series that they were doing um, that was tying like art, artists with, with kind of like exploration and understanding the, the, the imprint footprint that we're leaving in certain areas mm -hmm. and so they just chose artists that they could, and they could choose a destination i wanted to go to where my family was from in mexico which is samora michoacan mm -hmm. and i think that experience made it really important for me to create music so i could go back because mm -hmm. i met family out there i had been to like the radio station my grandmother used to sing on mm -hmm. in her day before she left mexico yeah. and i think these these experiences just made me so grateful and just never wanted to forget that feeling. So I had to create music that would bring me back to Mexico. Yeah. And so that's a big reason why we're doing a deluxe re you know, release of War and Leisure yeah. and we're doing it in Spanish. It's going to be dope, man. Yeah, I'm excited the for The songs that. almost sound better. Yeah. Uh, lyrically are, are more poetic. Yeah. Mm. Songs like Banana Clip, which is like the first single in Spanish, yeah. is more poetic in, in Spanish, which is dope. Yeah. And this has been such a like a huge like burst or just burst on the scene of just like Spanish and Latino artists making like right I think like well, a couple of weeks ago before Drake dropped it was the I like it like that which was right. Cardi Billy, B Billions yeah Dream. that's crazy like it was just like big uh, shout out Drake man that's so tight J Balvin yeah. is the most is the biggest like a couple of weeks ago reported J Balvin has the most streams on all platforms yep. right now so yep. it's just like between him and Cardi man they're killing so just yeah. like these are like huge figures from Latino and Hispanic backgrounds that are making worldwide music. So it's, yeah. it's, it's exciting. Man, it's, a, it's interestingly, the two most, I think, ethnic groups, especially here in the United States, mm -hmm. that, are, that have been dealing with years, decades, centuries even, of discrimination and um, unjust treatment and um have been targeted mm. you know this is like document mm. documented like strategically targeted um their their music and influence on world culture is the biggest now mm. black music and latin music mm -hmm. you know and so um i think as a as a fan of just the elevation of mm. culture it's awesome to watch artists like jay Balvin, who who is also one of the coolest dudes ever mm. i had a chance to meet him in um in in france nice at at the um goodness virgil show and i'm like yeah Vuitton, the Vuitton show yeah and um and cardi i mean every you fall in love with cardi just by watching her videos yeah. so you know it's like it's it's awesome to watch great people also emerge mm. you know and, and do great things and so yeah nice it's dope. I, I think um, this Spanish version of War and Leisure is a step in that direction as well. You know, nice. it's kind of a meeting of the worlds. What was it like growing for you being biracial? Well, it was interesting. I, I'm I'm born in the 80s, mm -hmm. but I grew up in the 90s, and there's a lot of racial tension between Mexicans and blacks, mm -hmm. blacks and Mexicans in Los Angeles. Yeah. So you can imagine there was there was moments of tension. Um, 
that weren't very comfortable, mm. you know? But I think that's also part of what makes me comfortable in standing apart, you know? I think the more I embraced that I was different and focused on what my passion was, I was given a lot more leeway mm. to just do, you know, I was given a pass in a lot of ways. And it was a safe, it was a safeguard. So, um, you know what they say? It's like they say that. It's like you turn your stress into bless. Mm. Or at least that's what Gooch says, Mark Pitts, you yeah. know? And the more we focus on our, on the things that we may think make us awkward, it almost is what makes us great, mm. you know? What else, I guess, what, do you, what else are you working on? What's Man, music, nothing but music. Um, as well as my label, Schedule One. Schedule One is like a new endeavor for me. Mm. Nonchalant Savant is my brother. Um, he's been on tour with me, and I'm taking him again on this Ascension tour. Yeah. So, if you love my music, he's there's there's we we're cut from the same cloth, but he's very very different in mm. his own way. And I would say he's the cooler version of me, mm. you know. And it's just he plays percussion, sings, rhymes, mm. um, and he does it all live. You know, he's an incredible artist, an incredible person. So I'm excited to be putting music out with him and, and for him yeah. and on him um, because I think people will just enjoy his music and enjoy his vibe. He's needed. He's a needed artist. He's he's important and he will be. So I'm excited for people to discover him. So that, the tour, Warren Leisure again, the deluxe version, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And more music, I'm just recording. What's the difference between Miguel, the artist, Miguel, the label head? Like what's, what's, what are you looking for as a label? You know, it's kind of the it's kind of the same thing at this point because I'm looking at the best ways to engage the audience. Mm -hmm. And before it was a different game where you know we needed like a big machine to affect culture or to, to you know to really be relevant on a on a larger scale. But now it's such a it's such a democratic kind of thing mm -hmm. with with you know streaming and blah blah blah. It's just about getting music out yeah. and then how how you you direct people and funnel people's attention or aggregate people's attention to it. Mm. And I think the more creative we become, the more in control we are. So thinking of that from an artist perspective and then also being to apply being able to apply that as a label, mm. I think means that I'm wanting to be more nimble and think more out of the box in ways to engage nonchalance fan base or how to cross um promote you know through my fan get my fans to pay attention to him and blah 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 so it's exciting man it's fun yeah yeah um some fun a fun fact that i read is that um you grew up playing sports and it's you grew up playing soccer yeah so are you watching yeah. the the world cup we have been i was hurt when mexico lost yeah. i was i was really hurt you can imagine like beating you know the the the, the previous champ champions yeah. you know first game you started to be like oh <laughs> Oh, we were, you on. have a whole new new kind of hope. Not that you <laughs> didn't have hope before, but you have yeah. a whole other level. So, um, yeah, I was disappointed, but yeah, we're, I'm paying attention. You yeah. know, I'm paying attention. I check in with the scores and whatnot. What position used to play in soccer? Left striker, center mid. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Left forward, man. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How how long did you play? I played up until high school. Oh, so nice. And that was about when I that was 14 years old. That's like right at the beginning of high school for yeah. us, and, and so. We um I signed to this production company and all my time after school I was like at the studio. Makes so, sense. Yeah. Would you continue? Would you have to continue soccer? I would have kept playing. Nice. Yes, I would have definitely kept playing. I don't know how long I'd have lasted, 
<laughs> you see that you see Mexico up against Sweden, you're like, these motherfuckers is tall. <laughs> I don't even know if I could keep up with these. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I was uh, I was good when I was playing regularly. Now you know, yes. I juggle the ball here and there. You What's know? some fun facts about you? I feel like there's like there's some interesting things. Love cartoons. Rick and Morty's my favorite right now. It's a quality show. Yeah, you should watch Steven Universe. I ran through the. What is it? Steven Universe. I haven't I haven't even heard That's of this one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. Top five right now. Nice. I'm on it. I ran through the whole third season over like a night, I think, it's, <laughs> of, of, of um, Rick and Morty. Rick so. and Morty. It's yeah. quality. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Love. Love. Fun facts. What do, what do you do on the tour bus? Like, Alfred, when you're touring, like, what are some of the, is there rituals? Or there's like, I need. Now it's just about recording. Mm. I'm like, it's for me. It's like there was a lot of time for like, I took a lot of time for extracurricular, blah blah blah. But I feel a need to create at the highest, um, or or turn my output up. Mm. I think it's important, not only for me but in general. We just need more creativity in as much as we can. So I, I. I'm setting up my my rig, you know. I'm on the bus recording. That's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I'm producing. I'm I'm doing that. Are you? Do you use voice memo? Like voice memo all the time. Get, uh-huh. I'm okay. actually I'm actually building an app that makes it a little more easier for writers, singers, singer songwriters. Because be, I'm that'd be genius. Yeah. I feel like this need to be the app where you can write. I feel like write notes and but also record sound on the same thing. Yeah, man. Please yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Trust we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So like you be at like. I don't know, a dinner, and then you hear all of a sudden a melody come in your head, and you be like, hold on real quick. It, it's happened mm. numerous times. Middle of conversations, um, random places, you know? Mm. I, I don't, I, I, there's one thing that I, that I love that Lady Gaga said a while back, and she said, you have to honor your creativity. Mm. And that means when you have a moment of inspiration, you have to do something about that. Mm. Because the moment you stop listening to that and, and acting on your moments of inspiration, it starts to die. Mm. And it's really true. It's so true. So all of those things, you know, if it's wake up out of a dream, because ha- there was a melody in the, in the dream in my subconscious, I got to lay it down. I have to at least write down the concept or do something that honors the creativity. I never want that to go away. Mm. And... um. And that's like your, you know, that's the most important. That's like your inner voice. Your, yeah. where, whenever you're feeling creative and inspired, you just got to go for it. Off the top of your head, do you remember a song that you woke up out in, like, up, started with a melody? Um, City of Angels on this album, War and Leisure, came from a dream. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and that's uh, one, of my fa- it's one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Mm. Yeah. And then the last segment we always do is, like, if you would tell an artist advice, will be that one key advice you'll tell them. Find out what you do that makes you unique and do it every single time. Like now it's just rep- repetition. Mm. It's like making yourself a destination. Like when you go to your favorite place for tacos or for a burger or for whatever it is your favorite food is, when you go to that place, if you have been going there for like months and months and then they all of a sudden change the menu up on you, and you don't find your favorite item, mm. you're going to be mad, mm. you know? And, yeah. and, and I think that's an important thing. Don't ever lose that secret sauce. You got to mm. keep your secret sauce and always put it on everything you do. And that's, that's the way you make yourself a destination and you make yourself stand out from the crowd. And, um, yeah. 
Nice. Build a great team. Nice. Yeah. Team teamwork, dream team work. Team is everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, man. I really man, appreciate it's, this. It's, it's a hang. Thank you very much, man. That's today's episode of Soundcheck. And if you haven't checked out Miguel's latest project, Warren Leisure, it's on streaming platforms right now. You can listen to more episodes of Soundcheck and keep up with everything Hypebeast Radio at hypebeast.com slash radio. Subscribe to Soundcheck at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts on. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at ECM underscore LP and follow Hypebeast Music for more original content and music news. Let us know who you'd like to have on the show, and thank you for listening to Soundcheck.